The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Stations. Two minutes to go. Illinois 71, Michigan State 68. Out top is Io. Long, long three. Got another one. He got another one. Timeout, Michigan State. Fighting Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to tip off is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Your first look and in depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5, the flagship home for fighting Illini basketball. Right corner, three block by Aaron Jordan, picked up by Georgie Vishanishvili. Oh, what a play by Aaron Jordan. Williams to Georgie at the free throw line, drive down the lane, and slams it in. With three, going to have to shoot it with two, a long, long three. Oh, oh he got it! He got it! <laughs> Now, from our Illini Game Day studios in Champaign, here's your host, Scott Beatty. Good afternoon and welcome into Fighting Illini Game Day and the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. See the folks at Rudy Wealth Management for all your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management voted number one in the People's Choice Awards. We're taking you up to a 6 o'clock tip-off in Columbus, Ohio. Brad Underwood's fighting Illini at 9 and 15, 5 and 8 in the Big Ten, taking on Chris Holtman's Ohio State Buckeyes. The Buckeyes are at 16 and 7, 6 and 6 in the Big Ten. Both teams are on a three-game win streak. Both teams have won four of their last five. I'm Tim Dittman filling in for Scott Beatty, who is on assignment this week with Fighting Illini Baseball. Lauren Tate from the News Gazette is alongside. Lauren, there's no one else I'd rather spend my Valentine's Day with than you. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone out there. Illinois looking to split the season series with Ohio State. You remember the game back on December 5th at the United Center. Illinois led 38-34 to at the half, outscored 43-29 to in the second half in Ohio State, ranked number 19 at the time went on to defeat Illinois 77-67. to Since then, both teams, eh, I would say, kind of treaded water a little bit. Uh, Ohio State is 8-6. and six. They did have a five-game losing streak in there. Illinois is 7-8 and eight since that United Center game. Ohio State uh, got as high as 13 in the rankings in late December. They are currently unranked. Lauren, how do you size this one up tonight? Well, the teams have changed since December the 5th. I mean, they've changed dramatically in that game. Uh, Georgie had three attempts from the field, made one basket, had five points, had five rebounds. I think he's a different player now. He had 35 points the last game, and so 51 on the last two games. So, uh, I, and, and in that game, it was interesting. Nichols had 18 points. We've only seen Kipper really bounce up in the last month with one good game, and uh, he has been very inconsistent. And the, and the Illini, you know, are, they're not getting much out of that position scoring-wise. Uh, even uh, Jones, who had the one good game at – in, in New York at Madison Square Garden against Maryland, uh, hasn't been able to do anything lately. So this is a different team, but it's built around passes into the post, and I think there's going to be a real battle between Wesson and Georgie in the post. Who gets the first shot? Who gets the first foul? Uh, that's going to be really critical, and I think you'll see 
a major double team by Ohio State against Georgia. They're going to make him pass the ball. They're not going to let him shoot those short layups that he got against uh, uh, Rutgers. Caleb Wesson for Ohio State, their leading scorer, averaging 14.7 a game. He's also been hot lately from long range, so uh, watch that. That's true. Also, a note that I picked up uh, in doing some pregame research here, he, and this is actually from Scott Ritchie on our own staff, Caleb Wesson draws 7.3 fouls per yeah. 40 minutes, so it just goes back to what you said a moment ago. Yeah, if he gets the ball one-on-one with Georgie, it's hard not to foul him because he's going to move his body. He's so big and strong. He's not... Uh, you know he's only listed he's 69 but he he's a, he's a short 69 he's not that tall but and he doesn't jump that high but he knows how to use his weight and his strength Luther Muhammad also playing well for Ohio State. He's averaging 10 points a game. Again, the Buckeyes 16-7 and at 500 in the Big Ten. They're coming off a down-to-the-wire win over Indiana this past Sunday. According to the Columbus Dispatch, I found this interesting. Ohio State had four scoreless stretches in that game, totaling 38% of the 40 minutes played. And Ohio State had a late dunk to uh, get that victory over Indiana. Illinois, as we mentioned, has won three in a row. They went all three games on the homestand. Nebraska, the upset over Michigan State, and most recently a victory over Rutgers in overtime, 99-94. Georgie Bashanisvili with a freshman record, 35 points. Tonight, it's Illinois and Ohio State at Value City Arena in Columbus, Ohio. Ohio State is an 8.5-point favorite. It is a 6 p.m. tip, and we are taking you all the way through here on the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Brian has the call, fasteners, etc. postgame show here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. We'll take a timeout, come back about, talk about why Illinois is having trouble winning a true road game this season. We've also got the keys to the game. We've also got the coach's corner with Jamal Walker. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more, here's Scott Beatty. Now when, when you have the goal of, of, of trying to win conference championships and be successful in the postseason, winning on the road is, is uh, something that you have to learn to accomplish and you have to learn to do. And, and it's, a, it's a locker room full of uh, guys committed to each other. It's a locker room that uh, uh, you, know, got, you have to execute and there's got to be some toughness uh, beyond that and you usually don't shoot the ball as well. Uh, on the road at home and and so you've got to find ways to make up with that and loose balls 50 50 balls offensive rebounds toughness things are important and those are things that uh, you have to do that's brad underwood with the media before tonight's game talking about illinois woes on the road tonight it is indeed a road game for the fighting illini illinois and ohio state six o'clock tip from value city arena in columbus tim Dittman filling in for scott Beatty on the rudy wealth management pregame show Lauren Tate is alongside. Lauren, Illinois 0-6 in true road games this year. Got the win at the Garden against Maryland. That's right. Uh, what else can you say except it's tough to win on the road in the Big Ten? It was 2019. In 2009, Illinois won its last game in Columbus. Yeah. That's 10 years. Illinois, uh, Illinois had trouble with Ohio State overall. The record in the last 24 games is 19 wins for Ohio State, 5 for Illinois. So this is uh, this is a, you know, Illinois is at a disadvantage because of the of the momentum that Ohio State's built up in this series. They have a lot of confidence, particularly playing at home. 
Last meeting in Columbus, the Buckeyes defeated Illinois 75-67. to About one year ago today, it was February 4th, 2018. Illinois leads the all-time series 105-78. to They are 48-41 and in Columbus. This note uh, put out by the Big Ten Conference. Home teams this year winning 62% of conference games with a record of 54-33. and They go on to say of the 89 conference games played, 52%, in other words, 50 games, have been decided by 10 points or fewer with 12 games separated by one possession. Again, it's cliche, but on the road in the Big Ten, it's tough to win. Well, we're just seeing, if if, if you watch three games the other night, they, all of them kind of made you raise your eyebrows. There's no predicting them. These games, you, you, it may come down to a dunk at the, at the end of a game like uh, – uh, Andre Wesson got against mm-hmm. Indiana. I mean, that game was tied. They ran a nice play, and he broke in and got a got a made a dunk just out of the reach of Romeo Langford. I mean, Romeo was diving for the reach, you know, uh, leaping for the ball to try to block it and barely missed blocking it, and that was the difference in the game. You aren't uh, with us on the Fasteners Etc. post game show, but if you were, you would hear a lot of callers talk about Samba Kane. And the fact that he's not playing. Yeah. And Brad Underwood in his media scrum before this game mentioned that he's looking to get Adonis De La Rosa about 15 minutes or so off the bench. Which to me was, I think, the confirmation we were all probably expecting and waiting for that Samba, at least in my opinion, isn't going to favor, to figure heavily into the rotation for the rest of the season. Maybe you disagree. No, I mean, why do we even talk about it? I mean, he's not playing. He hasn't played. He isn't going to play. Not this year. I guess the fans that we hear from, the and again, I... The best player is always the guy that's not playing with the fans. I get it. <laughs> there have been talks about get him out there to develop him for next year. Oh, that's silly. You're trying to win games. You're not trying to develop anything. You think that the, there's a lot more excitement over winning the last three games than losing them and playing guys that aren't good enough to play. Come on. You play, the, you play to win every game. Nothing else matters. Nothing that, else. That was a test, Lauren, and you passed. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, uh, they see Samba every night in practice. He's not ready. He wasn't ready when the season started. He's not ready now. Whether he'll ever be ready, I doubt. I doubt if he ever plays because they're bringing in two six eleven guys exactly. next season, and they're better players right now than he is right now. And um, I can certainly be proven wrong. There are guys that change. We've seen the, the worst thing you can do is what, do what I just did, make a, a conclusion about a center who has two or three growth spurts ahead of him where he might develop and mature. We've seen uh, I don't know how many. I could, I, I, if I went back, I could show you five, six, seven guys that as freshmen didn't look like anything, and then by the time they're juniors and seniors, they're good players. Illinois and Ohio State tonight, 6 o'clock tip at Value City Arena in Columbus, Ohio. The Illini 9-15, and 5-8 in the Big Ten. Again, as we said, 0-6 on the road. They're riding a three-game win streak, as is Ohio State, three-game win streak. And, in fact, both teams have won four out of their last five. The Buckeyes, under second-year coach Chris Holtman, 16-7, and 6-6 six and six in the Big Ten, and they are 10-4 and four at home. We'll take a timeout, come back. Lauren and I will have our keys to the game, and then a little bit later we will have the coach's corner, Brian Barnhart, out in Columbus, talked it over with the man who has the scout tonight, assistant coach Jamal Walker. That's all coming up on the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show and Fighting Illini Game Day. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 
and Light Rock 97.5. Here again, Scott Beatty. Out top to Trent. Georgie trying to post inside. Let's get it to him. Felice on the right wing. Seven to shoot. Felice drives to the paint. To Georgie. Short jumper goes. The freshman scoring record at Illinois. Those highlights, I don't know if they'll ever get old. That was the Illini's last outing, that overtime 99-94 win over Rutgers. Georgie Bashanis Philly with 13, excuse me, I'll give him more than that, 35 points. Let's give the man the credit that he's due. That is a freshman record-breaking Deion Thomas's old record. This is the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show on News Talk 1400 Light Rock 97.5. Tim Dittman in for Scott Beatty alongside Lauren Tate. Evan Kahn is our producer engineer. We are taking you up to a six o'clock tip between Illinois and Ohio State in Columbus. Ohio State about an eight and a half point favorite in the game. Both of the teams in the middle of the pack of the Big Ten. Illinois ninth, Ohio State eighth. So at least right now Illinois has played themselves out of that Wednesday game in the Big Ten tournament, but still plenty of season left. Time now for our keys to the game. These are brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Champaign, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Also brought to you by Loman Ray Insurance. Lauren, we've already hit on a couple things. Uh, Wesson is one of them. Anything else you would want to highlight? Well, I'll go back to Wesson, but I, I think the Illini are going to have to make shots, and that is three-point shooting is the most unpredictable thing in, in basketball these days. We just saw Purdue with a, with a good control over the game against Maryland all of a sudden go one for 16 in the second half on threes. When you don't make threes, it's almost sometimes like throwing the ball out of bounds. Uh, Illinois is going to have to make some shots tonight because they're going to double-team Georgie, we know that they do it. They did it against Indiana, against Morgan. They're going to, as soon as that ball goes in, there'll be somebody will be open, and he's got to get the ball back out. He knows that. I even talked to him about it, and uh, he's going to have to kick that ball out, and they're going to have to make shots. And Georgie at least knows now not to ride in the back of trucks anymore. <laughs> well, that's right. He, uh, he, I think he's been chastised for that. <laughs> and uh, I, he said it won't happen again. But you know what? I'd ride in the back of the truck on a cold day rather than walk, <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> you know, being a student on the University of Illinois campus, I can sympathize with Georgie. But I don't think Illini fans want to see him get in any sort of He's got to get his trouble. bicycle fixes, bro. Yeah, well, he said he's going to buy a new one. Yeah, he's going to have to. So... We wish him the best of luck there. Uh, my key to the game, I'll go back to what I said earlier in that Ohio State game against Indiana where the Buckeyes got that late, uh, late dunk, as you mentioned, Lauren, to get the 55-52 victory. Had four different scoreless stretches, totaling 38% of game time. That's courtesy of the uh, Columbus Ditchbash. So if the Illini can maybe force some scoring droughts, it goes along with what you were saying, maybe make some shots, play some good defense. And the Illini defense is certainly leaps and bounds ahead of where it was uh, in the earlier part of the season. If you can force uh, Ohio State into some scoring droughts, you might be able to pull away in nice this Nice to one. force some turnovers like they did against Michigan State, but you notice Rutgers didn't turn it over as near as much as Michigan State did. So you never know. I mean, they're, they're for, forewarned is forearmed. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, Lauren. We will uh, read you and hear from you later in the week. All right. Thank you. Lauren Tate on the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. We'll take a timeout. Coach's Corner with Brian Barnhart and Jamal Walker coming up. Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues. I'm Tim Dittman in our game day studios. We're taking you up to a 6 o'clock tip between Illinois and Ohio State. 
It's time now for the Coach's Corner. This is brought to you by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign. Brian Barnhart standing by with assistant coach Jamal Walker. We're on the Coach's Corner here tonight, Columbus, Ohio, on this uh, Valentine's night. Illinois and the Ohio State Buckeyes haven't played for a couple of months. And a lot has changed, especially for us here in the last two months. Yeah, a lot has changed for our team as far as um, the roles in which guys are playing. We have a lot of guys who are playing um, with a lot more confidence and uh, playing uh, and understanding uh, how to play this game in college. So, in uh, particularly, our younger guys, they, they got a lot more games under their belt. Yep, and uh, playing with some confidence after uh, three straight home wins. Yeah, I mean, you, anytime, anytime you can get those uh, those marks on the other side, on the left side of the columns on a win losses, you always feel pretty good about yourself. But you know, we've we've continued to prog- progress, and, and and that's the main part is continue to grow as a team, and guys continue to get better. As you watched with a keen eye as the team during that home stand, what did you like the most? Um, I, li- I like their resiliency. I mean, there was a couple of times we could have couldn't maybe not won the Michigan State game, and then uh, when when Rutgers went on their run and and, and kind of battled back, and then went to overtime. But we showed a little bit of resiliency and and, and a willingness to make uh, plays. I think that early in the year we were losing games, uh, especially those close ones. We had a lot of guys a little hesitant to make plays, and we had some a lot of guys step up. Yeah. Uh, whether it was a, a shot by AJ or diving on a loose ball by AJ or or an IO pass and Trent making free throws and Dre making free throws, it was a different guy stepping up and making plays. And down the stretch in that game it was uh, I thought the perimeter guys did a good job of getting the ball to Georgie no question they found the hot hand I mean they recognized <laughs> that and then you know they tried to get him as many touches as, as possible and, and that's what it's all about guys finding the mismatch and taking advantage of it well let's go to Ohio State here and talk about them a little bit as you've watched them their recent games what have you seen from them uh, really impressed by Luther Muhammad, uh, freshman, uh, averaging about 15 a, game, 15 a game in the last five games, shooting the ball really, really well. You see his confidence growing more and more as a playmaker and a, as a decision maker. And then, obviously, I think they got some stability. You know, they, they had Constance and, and Andre and Caleb. I feel like they, they constantly bring production. Uh, they're, they're, even though uh, Caleb's sophomore, he's a very seasoned sophomore, and Andre Weston has been around a little bit. So uh, they bring stability. Looks like they're hitting the three well lately. Too. Yeah, they've been they've been shooting the ball really well. I mean, that's uh, that's kind of their forty percent of their shots come from the three point line, and they either play through Caleb Wesson or they're they're, they're playing penetrating, kicking, playing and uh, making threes on the perimeter. So we got to do a really good job of minimizing our rotations and and how we play, so we can keep keep them off the three point line. Mm-hmm. What was the biggest thing uh, you remember about the first meeting? I know the biggest thing that stands out to me is the second half. We struggled to score. We had some droughts. Mm-hmm. But uh, we did turn them over some. But what else did you kind of take from that uh, game? We missed a lot of layups. I mean, we, uh, our count was eight, around 18 shots in around the rim that should have been made. And, and, and when you miss those in a, in a close ball game, you're not going to win. You know, so uh, that's, that's what stands out. And then what really stands out is our effort. I didn't think we played with, with, a, with a sense of urgency. And I feel like we're playing to that now. Um, but I think a lot of guys didn't understand that the content, uh, the, the intensity it needs necessary in order to win those type of games. I think now they do. Yeah, because the first half in that game, I mean, we led at the end of the first half. I'd forgotten that. Yeah, we 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 led a lot of games. I mean, throughout it's just our our ability to can put forty minutes together, and I think that's what we've had. We've done better. You know, we we played. Um, coming out of the second half, we played with a lot more focus, uh, a lot, a lot more consistency and execution. And then, and our league all it takes is two, three bad, bad minutes of, of play, and then you can lose the game. So our guys are understanding that. We'll take a break. Back with Jamal Walker here in Columbus after this on the Coach's Corner. 
It's Illinois and Ohio State here tonight on this Valentine's night. Uh, happy Valentine's Day, by the way. Happy Valentine's Day. I mean, <laughs> uh, love to my wife who's, who's not here today and um, thinking about her on this Valentine's Day. So definitely shout out to her. All right, back to basketball. Um, I know in that last game, uh, Jallo hurt us a little bit, and so did Keyshawn Woods. Uh, yeah. How have they played since then? Yeah, I mean, Keyshawn Woods hasn't played in particularly well in, in conference play, but he played well against us. I mean, I told the players that. I said there are certain guys that, that like a certain matchup um, or a certain venue or a certain opponent, and so um, I feel like he felt pretty good about playing us. Um, he made a lot of shots. He was he was aggressive to score, and, and then Musa Jallo got got – we let him do what he does best, which is offensive rebound mm-hmm. and be an energy and athletic guy. He made a three. So he's moved into the starting lineup since our, our game and recently, and, and he's done a really good job because he's a really good defender and, and, and a high-energy guy. Just looking statistically, it looks like they do turn it over. You can get them to turn it over, it seems. Yeah, I mean, they're uh, last in the league in turnover percentage. Uh, I think they're, shooting, they're, they're turning the ball over 21% of their possessions. So, uh, obviously, that's what we do well. I try to explain to the players that you're not just going to take their ball. Um, how we're going to get them to turn the ball over is just be really active with our hands outside our body. You don't foul. And, and really try to speed them up and get them out of their comfort zone. And once, and once we do that, I think we'll – they will turn the ball over. But more importantly, it's not really about getting turnovers. It's just about making them um, get out of kilter as far as their execution and what they want to do. A lot of the uh, offense goes through the Wesson brothers. Yeah, a lot of the offense goes through there. But again, I, I think the reason why they're winning games, and I can't stress this enough, is just the play of Luther Muhammad as a freshman. I mean, mm-hmm. he's really stepped up. And when you're averaging 14, 15 a game, shooting 57% from three, he's raised his level of play. And I think, the, like I said, Andre and Caleb have been consistent. I think they've been a, a steady uh, production crew, you know. But when you get that third guy or guy who steps up, uh, a lot like Andre, uh, Andres Feliz for us, who's mm-hmm. played really, really well, has gave us a third, fourth option offensively that you become really dangerous as a team. I was going to say with, uh, and there's some stats that bear this out. I know you guys know all this, but uh, with Andres in there, with Io and when Trent, well, all three together, they've done, they've been pretty efficient. Yeah, they've been really efficient. I mean, that, that's a group that's been really, really worked for us in certain situations and uh, especially late because uh, you have three guys who can make decisions, uh, three guys who are tough on the ball and defensively and, and three guys who, 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 who can make plays, you know, and, um, it makes your offense go a little bit better, and uh, you minimize turnovers because of the decision-making that they have. Yeah, I like the way uh, Dre attacks the rim, the, yeah. the downhill. Yeah, you know? he's like a bowling ball, man. He's, he's, <laughs> he's aggressive down there. He's really good at finishing those little floaters and runners. And, and I'll be honest, in the first game, he was he was not – he wasn't doing that. He missed a ton of layups, and, and, I, and I showed him that. And um, he, he just looked at me and said, I don't even look like that. I said, no, you don't. You know, But, you know, that's the growth of a, of a team and, um, and guys who come in and they think they have an idea how to do things, and now they realize, like, oh, you know, I had a lot to learn, and, and, they, and they've done that to their credit. I was going to say that has to be fun when you can show a tape of an individual, any player, from two months ago, and then – they're just learning at that point, and then you can show them. It's like, oh, like a light bulb goes on. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I call it fun, because <laughs> you got to relive it again. It's yeah. kind of like, uh, but but it, it it that is good to see the growth in them. You know, to see them continue to get better. Uh, recognize that, man, I, I did I wasn't the player I thought I was, and I've gotten better, and and uh, and that gives them confidence to go out there and perform. Okay, give me a couple of key things to watch for tonight. Um, you know what? What I what I would talk about a little bit is their ability to make threes. Um, for for them, uh, I, I think for the production of Luther Muhammad, I think is really key. 
um, as well. And then uh, our ability, our ability to move the basketball, I think that's really point. I, I would probably say our point, our point paint touches, our point touches in the paint, and necessarily not the points, but our ability to get the ball to the paint through post feeds and drives is really, really important because we want to pierce their defense. They're last in the league in blocking shots. They don't have a true shot blocker. I think our ability to get the ball inside to Georgie, get the ball to Donis, and then play inside out basketball is really key. All right. Hey, good luck tonight. Thank you, Jamal. All right, thank you. We're back with more from Ohio State. This has been the Coach's Corner. WDWS Champaign-Urbana, WHMS Champaign-Urbana. More pregame coverage.